0: Hello, you're hanging out with me, Aaron, and my two co-hosts, Ariel and Azriel. Hey. Hey. Hello. And this week, we are taking a break from our Haunted Town series, and we are doing the 10 movies we would recommend to newbie horror fans. That's all, all you right?
1: ghouls and gals out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't, don't like horror, and then they come around later in life and watch it watch it
1: yeah that's true and these are going to be our 10 picks not top 10 but just 10 picks that we think that would get you introduced into horror and kind of maybe give you a little bit of a a variety you know Mm -hmm. so that anyone can go into this list and maybe uh, at least get their footing you know
2: (laughs) get their feet wet
0: yeah get a little taste or bloody yeah what you'd like to see. Maybe you're a slasher fan and not a, I don't know, something else fan.
1: So I'm not a slasher fan. I never was. So um I i don't think I put any slash I think maybe one slasher's on here.
0: Might be the same one I have. That, that's going to be funny because we do not know each other's list. So we'll see how many of our picks are picked by all three of us. We'll keep a keep a list of that. All right, well. Anybody want to volunteer to start?
1: I was going to say, why don't you do the honors, host?
0: Yes. Sounds good. My very first movie that I would recommend is from 1928, and it's called The Man Who Laughs. The reason for picking this movie is, well, the coolest reason is inspiration for the Joker in the Batman universe. And it's a really, really well-made movie in even Being a hundred years old, it's still entertaining, and and you can still relate to it. It's pretty much about a guy who gets disfigured, and he has a smile permanently on his face, and he goes around doing sideshows, and he's the man who laughs, and people just laugh at him, which is weird, say the least. So I don't want to give too much away. So that's about all I got. Unless you guys got questions.
1: This is like the creepiest villain that I've ever seen besides the Joker. Like how, how can you not say that this was the original Joker? You know, it is terrifying. And I've never seen this film just because of that is I can't, I can't look looking at his face makes me uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, it's it. good. the
1: images on Google are creepy as hell, man. That's the kind of stuff that like sits at the foot of your bed and just stares at you at night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, so that's my first pick, 1928, The Man Who Laughs. And we'll let we'll go in alphabetical order, I guess. Ariel.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, so my I mean we're all A's. We're all a's. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like, why are we doing alphabetical? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um so one movie that I would recommend to anyone getting into horror is Shaun of the Dead. I've seen that movie probably more than oh, I've seen any yes. other film in my life. <laughs> and I did not put the dates of when these films came out. So my apologies. Um, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead, great film. It's a British film. So if you like British humor, uh, you'll definitely love this. And it it kind of plays on a lot of tropes in horror. Um, so even though you may not be a horror fan per se, you'll still pick up, some of the the tropes that they play on, and uh, I mean, it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are just excellent together. They've always been excellent <laughs> together ever since they did Space. Yeah, and so um, this is like one of my top that I would show anyone, really, because um, it's not it's not obscene, you know, it's not terribly gory. It's kind of funny gory, so it it there's um, a level removed of scary, but it is creepy, you know.
0: Yeah, um, it almost made my list. I, I, I agonized over it for a little bit, so it was. That's pretty okay. Close. I added it for you. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. I like the fact that all of plans ended with going back to the Winchester. Yeah, going yeah, back we'll to the Winchester. All blow over right? at
2: the Winchester. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a pint of beer.
0: All right. Next up is Azrael. All right. Yeah. Um, we did mention
2: slasher films, so uh, my pick would be 1978 Halloween by John Carpenter. Um, it's the first horror film that I can remember seeing as a kid, and I still think it's one of the best slasher films. It may really define the genre, I think, and it spawned, you know, uh, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Cougar, Leatherface, so Halloween would be my choice if you've never seen horror films or you want to get into that. I have some more discussion on that
0: on my fourth pick, so I'll come back around.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely a good film to see, and I recommend it to everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. I love watching it. I probably watched it a dozen times in October alone.
2: Yeah, great time to watch all, all the Halloween movies.
0: All right. Uh, my next pick is Psycho from 1960, which we have recently done. In of course, I mean, it, it's a Hitchcock movie. And it's so always going to have that element of Hitchcockness, I guess you can say. And it deals with mental health and a lot of things in the movie that. You know, people still deal with today, maybe not in the manner the way um, he did in the movie. But that's a, it's a good psychological horror movie to get into. And it's turned the 60s and it's not gory. It's, you know, it's it's an easy watch. I would say that.
1: I think you guys all know how I feel about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Not said. Go, go listen to our other episode about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can get the low down right. on our episode. All right. Ariel?
1: All right. So my my number two, again, these are not in any ranking whatsoever. These are just movies that popped into my head in the order that they popped up. And this one's a little highbrow. It's a little intense of a horror film. This is kind of more of the mature horror audience. Uh, but it's hereditary by oh. Ari Aster.
0: Nice. You guys are picking some good ones. I'm like, I, I need to redo my list. Hold hey,
1: on. I came here to chew gum and <laughs>
0: <laughs> kick ass, kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I really wanted to uh, have like a list that would cover everything you know and yeah. uh, and I've, I've seen a lot of different horror as well so um, I think that Hereditary has a lot to pick apart and this is one of those films that you can watch probably about three times and still not understand everything um, Ari Aster is a great horror director and I just love everything he does. Like it's just so well thought out and everything is there for a reason. Nothing is there by accident. The directing, the shots, the cinematography is just fantastic. And I believe that, uh, Hereditary was his directorial debut. Uh, so this is one of those really, really heart and soul movies.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, got a fun fact about our podcast because I do the edit- editing in when I'm working on the the sound, I listen to that soundtrack in the background.
1: Oh, you do? Yeah. I Never thought about listening to the soundtrack. Is it unsettling, or is it like very dark and ominous?
0: Yeah, it's very dark and ominous, and it's okay. I had the digital files, but I was looking to get it on vinyl, and it's ridiculous. It's like two, three hundred dollars to get it on vinyl. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, for being a modern day horror
2: film, a lot of times I think it's it's unique. You don't see a lot of that in films. Like newer horror films,
1: I feel like some it's kind of making a comeback a little bit. Did you guys ever see uh, Talk to Me? No, that one was pretty deep, uh, but not not as deep as Ari Aster film. But yeah, Ari Aster is kind of kicking butt right now. He's chewing bubble gum and he's all out of he's all out of <laughs> bubble gum right now. So, oh, well, like it
0: though. He's like Nada. And the movie we are referencing is um They Live, nineteen eighty nine. Right. Yeah, I believe so, John yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Azro, you're up. All right. Um.
2: So yeah, number two pick for me would be Night of the Living Dead, nineteen sixty eight, the original by George Romero. I think it uh again to the like Halloween, you know, kind of set the the genre for slasher films. I think this really set the the definitive one for zombie films. So.
0: Yeah, this was. The only movie, my dad told me this was the only movie that ever scared him. Yeah, I can
2: oh, imagine really. the scene in theaters yeah. at that time. And yeah.
1: Isn't this the first film yeah. to call them zombies? Uh,
2: it, no, because...
1: Or did they not maybe. call them zombies in this one?
2: Well, the, I know the original title was supposed to be um, Night of the Flesh Eaters. Oh, but okay. there was already another film or something, so they had to change it. Which, when they changed it, like a fact about the movie, they didn't um put the copyright symbol. So it's actually like in uh, public domain. Hmm. Interesting. All right.
0: Well, my next movie is going to be The Exorcist from 1973. And I do believe it's the only horror movie that was nominated for uh, Academy Award for Best Picture.
1: Really for Best Picture? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought uh, Silence of the Lambs was, oh, maybe they didn't win. Anyways, that's cool. This used to be my favorite movie for a very long time when I first got into horror.
0: Yeah, I remember when it came out. Well, not when it came out, but after it came out, when it was being re-ran, like at Drive-Ins and on HBO or whatever, um, my parents wouldn't let me watch it. So I wasn't able to watch it until I was like 12.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in there that is not okay (laughs) for children. I mean, using a crucifix is a... A pleasuring device is not (laughs) for 11-year-olds. I didn't know at the time. for (laughs) 12-year-olds.
0: I didn't know at the time. Well, they didn't know I watched it. So,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, see, at the time, I didn't know what it was about. I just remember my mom saying, no, you can't watch that. And before, she, she was the one that let me, my very first horror movie I ever watched that scarred me for life was Mansion of the Doom. And I was like, I don't know, six years old. I still
1: remember that movie. Did you ever see Exorcist 2? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> Some of they them are like, We don't talk about that
1: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's a, a new one recently that just came out. I believe
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Believer, right? Is that it? I haven't seen it yet.
0: All right. Let's keep on moving. Ariel?
1: Yeah. Pick- so my green. next one is going to be uh, The Fly. And it is going to be the, uh, 1986, David Cronenberg, the fly with Jeff Goldblum. And, uh, I, I realized that when I was doing my list, I didn't add like a creature feature. And so I love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, so that's why I added this one and it's very creepy too. It's just a slow progression of him getting unsexier as the movie progresses. Um, and yeah. a little bit more pervy too, because <laughs> I think he just <laughs> wants to mate with Gina Davis. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was, uh, was a crazy movie to watch back then. Yeah. I love it. And when he gets, when he transports himself with the fly and when he becomes, yeah, you, you have to watch that movie. I agree. All right, Ezreal.
2: Uh, All right. Uh, my third pick would be Basket Case 1982. Uh, it's Frank Hennenlauter. Um, I don't know if either of you have ever seen that movie, but basically like a guy carrying his twin brother or well, his brother, that's like, uh, basically just a head and arms. And, uh, I just think the cinematography for, uh, for it that was done was pretty interesting. It was shot using just 35 millimeter and it really gives you kind of that CD New York feel at, you know, at the time it was filmed. Um, I don't think it's probably a lot of people don't think it's a good film, but I think overall it's definitely worth seeing creepy? Is it a
1: comedy?
2: No. He carries his twin brother like in a in a picnic basket. And, uh he ends up living in like a a hotel or motel in, like downtown New York and he carries his little brother around in it and his brother like goes out at night and his, you know his brother uh like there's a sex scene with a woman that the brother likes and the twin or the the little brother wants to go and I don't want to ruin the film but um it's definitely odd, creepy maybe at times, weird but hmm. definitely worth seeing. I think they made three films. There was like basket case two and then basket case three.
0: I've never seen this that. It's very unsettling. Kinda like, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like Ariel. I, I think there is a comedy called basket case, isn't it?
1: Well, there is, I, a, I think
0: a comedy film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just that this is so grotesque that the only <laughs> way I can palette there, digest this is with some comedy. And so that's why I thought maybe it, there's some humor or some comedic relief in this film, but Good lord, yeah. this thing is terrifying looking, and there's like mm. a scene with a guy's eyeballs popping out.
0: Jeez, yeah. That's, oh, and, Basket
1: Case Three,
2: <laughs> and the female, the other lead role, uh, she actually went crazy.
1: She had little baby after the film. Did she what? There's like a female character in Basket Case Three where they have babies. Are you talking about the um, the actress?
2: The actress in the first one, oh. she stopped act, uh, acting. She lives like in, um, I follow her on Instagram. She lives in somewhere in the Middle East now. She does paintings. Um, she'll do like some appearances. She'll sign stuff like movies. People will find her. But she stopped acting after that. I think it messed mm-hmm. with her head.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but definitely worth seeing, I think. called
1: a Shelley Duvall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a Molly Ringwald.
2: Molly Ringwald, yeah. But yeah, I think that was the only movie she ever did. Hmm. But I think definitely worth watching. It's very interesting, unique.
0: Hmm. We might have to cover that.
1: I think we might have to do that one.
0: Yeah. We'll have to write it down. Save it for later. All right. My number four pick is going to be Black Christmas from 1974.
1: Might I say, I'm impressed that none of us have overlapped yet. Yeah. Or have I like you? That. I
0: don't hmm. think we have. No. No. Oh, Good. So, so Black Christmas, back I just
1: watched that recently. The Wait, the remake or the original? The original. Yeah, the original's good.
0: Yeah, and so to go back to Azrael's pick of Halloween, they say Halloween was inspired by this movie, Black Christmas, because it does deal with a slasher, a guy killing sorority girls at a college. So, I they also heard say that it, A
1: Christmas Story was uh, based on this film and – it was the little boy that became the slasher in Black Christmas. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and that the leg lamp was actually him wanting to uh, dismember women, specifically sorority girls.
0: righty. On that note, I guess we'll move to Ariel's pick. Uh,
1: so my number four is 28 Days Later, Killian Murphy. First film. Love this movie. <laughs> It's very early, mid-2000s, and uh, it's a zombie film, and a guy wakes up in a hospital in a, in a gown. I think he was in a coma or something, but he wakes yeah. up, and the whole world uh, has you know turned, essentially. It's, it's post-apocalyptic at this point, really, and uh, zombies have infested the whole world, and they're the fast-running zombies, the rabid ones, and I think this is the first time that we saw zombies move this quickly, where they were like full-sprint, and uh that was pretty cool to see i think uh when this movie came out so i think the acting was really good um again it, it, they didn't get the best actors for this film it was pretty low budget but uh i still think this is one of those movies that really does zombies well and also what a post-apocalyptic zombie world would look like
0: yeah i like that movie i like the second one too 28 week, weeks later.
1: Yeah, the second one's just as good. So the sequel is uh, just as good as the original, which is, or the first one, which is rare, you know. But uh, I, I did like the second one too, because the the main uh, female lead, they, they had like something with their eyes or something, and it determined, you know, who was immune to the virus. And it kind of went more into the virus in the second one. Yeah, which
0: is cool. I forget what they call it, but yeah, she had like one green eye and one blue eye or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think I think her iris was like split though. I think it was two colors in one eye. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Azrael? All right.
2: It's going to be a uh, another David Cronenberg film. Uh Rabid 1977. So kind of like a zombie-ish type movie. Uh but basically a uh, girl and a guy were like on a motorcycle, they get into an accident. The girl is injured. So a nearby clinic picks her up and she has a uh, surgical procedure done, which was like never done before. And as a result of this new procedure, she basically has like a, an orifice and like in her armpit that this uh, like stinger she has an arm comes butthole. out, <laughs> an arm hole, and a stinger <laughs> can come out of it. And she has to feed on the blood, you know, of people. The stinger comes out and gets the blood and uh, those people become infected and in turn, you know, they go and spread the disease by feeding on people. But it's okay. definitely a very interesting and unique, a different take on zombies.
0: Come here and sniff my armpit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you know That's that cool. Sissy Spacek was supposed to be the lead in that movie? Really? Yeah, but she was too busy doing Carrie. Ah, she might okay. have
0: better, made a better choice, I think.
1: I think she did, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, in the movie Rabid, when she goes to the uh, pornographic theater... When she's walking out you can see a poster of the movie carrie
2: oh hmm,
1: yeah cool. well, I'm, this glad, was I'm glad like she uh... didn't well the the main lead she was a porn actress
2: yeah she was like in um let considered like the classic of like the golden age of porn uh,
1: yeah the 70s behind the green door yeah mm-hmm. yeah she was in a lot of porno films
2: <laughs> yep who's <laughs> her next choice the porn actress
1: i think she was and i the think they first... redid it Oh, I was going to say she was the first actress to act in a porn film with an interracial like um, uh, depiction.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Reenactment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, not a reenactment. They were acting (laughs) the hell out of it. but It was the first interracial porn that was ever done. And she was in it. And also he was in her. (laughs) I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) You were in it and I was in you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a. She's a pioneer. Yeah. A trailblazer. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll move on. My next pick, number five, is 1974 again The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When I was little, everybody would talk about this movie because everybody swore it was real. And it is based on real life people. But, you know, how things start, you start to believe that the way people talk about it and that it actually happened. The way it happened, you know, in the movie. So it always made me curious to want to watch it. And when I finally did watch it, I uh, fell in love with it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Do you watch the remake this year? I think it came out last year, actually.
0: I haven't watched that one, but i watched all the other ones before that. So, yeah. The new one was actually, if you like, I think. If you like ahead.
1: the first one, maybe just don't watch the remake.
2: <laughs> you don't like the newest one, though? No, what I like, like the, the new one. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's because I don't like the old one. <laughs> oh.
0: thank you just kidding all right well let's see what you like ariel your turn (laughs) (laughs)
1: um okay so my number five is going to be cabin in the woods which is another kind of comedy horror trope movie um but i i do like this one i think it's very entertaining uh it has what's his name uh chris hemsworth back when before he was really famous yeah and it has um (laughs) Oh God, what, Fran Kranz? Yeah. That's what we were talking about last time? Yeah, it's movie. got him in it. It's got a bunch of people in it, but they didn't really go on to continue doing stuff. Um, but really funny movie. It's got Sigourney Weaver. It's got uh, a bunch of other people that you just recognize. And uh, it's about, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about these people that don't realize that they're getting set up in a <laughs> a <laughs> fake reality of like a, it's kind of, I was gonna say it's kind of like um, battle royale if you've seen that, but again, if you're new to horror, you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> or maybe uh, <laughs> Hunger Games, right? It's kind of like Hunger Games, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they pick these objects at random, and the object represents a monster that has to come after them, and they have a chance to uh, fight to survive. And well, why don't they like, ever use merman? Uh, I'm sorry.
0: I said, why don't they ever use Merman?
1: Well, he does get used <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, we he do shows get to up. see Merman.
0: And it is, a. I think it's cool where they talk about the, the five different um, archetypes of uh, people in a scary movie. Yeah. The Virgin. Should I say it? Or should they watch it?
1: Mm, I mean, you, could, you can say it.
0: Yeah. Where they have the Virgin, the Jock, the, the Four. Yeah. And, uh anybody anybody Scott mm. so the smart guy um, oh, And the by the way oh, okay. gotcha. yeah. and by the way um Ariel gets a gold star because I have the same pick as one of mine so we got
2: a match. nice
1: nice oh, cool
2: our first one our first yep. one
0: all right azra it's your turn all
2: right uh this is going to be maniac uh, 1980 by uh William lustig and um another kind of kind of like best case very gritty new york uh but it's uh kind of a slasher film but slash serial killer but a guy was um basically abused as a child had a prostitute mother and so as a result of this he grew up to become a serial killer and he goes around new york murdering young women uh he scalps them and then he has like these mannequins in his apartment that he puts their scalps on, but uh, you had people like you know Tom Savini, who's like known for his special effects makeup. He was in the film as well as did the makeup and effects.
1: I gotta watch this one because they think they remade it with Elijah Elijah Wood, right?
2: Yes, they they
1: they okay. uh, redid it. I haven't seen the remake uh-huh. either, but I kind of want to see the original first. Yeah, I, I think I trust Elijah Wood to
0: to <laughs> accurately portray. <laughs>
1: Well, I just don't know if he's necessarily like who I think of when I think of the serial killer. So I kind of want to see the original <laughs> first and then watch the remake to see how he does it or how he interprets the character.
2: Right. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. And um, I think it's kind of cool because the whole film was basically uh, guerrilla style filming. They didn't get a lot of permits. So one of the scenes, they actually use like live ammunition and then they only had like I think like an hour to shoot it. And then they had to like pack up before the cops got out there. So a lot of the Filming was done that way.
0: Interesting. All right. I like these uh, deep, cups, deep cuts, deep cuts, as coming up with. Those are good. Oh, thank you. All right. Um, My next movie is from 1978, and it also has Jeff Goldblum in it, and it is considered one of the greatest remakes ever, and it is The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's um, our first horror movie with the alien, I think, on the list. But it won't
1: be our last, I can tell you that. <laughs> <now. laughs> nope. I got more coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I really make, recommend it because it's really suspenseful. It kind of builds up the tension throughout the whole movie. And, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to stay awake when you want to sleep. And so to try not to sleep kind of makes you anxious. And then the ending of the film, it it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's, Iconic, I guess you would say it's memorable. So that's why I put it on my list.
1: Yeah, I also I, I want to say this is like our first film I think with like such colorful flowers. <laughs> 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 Little pod people.
0: Stop playing with the flowers.
2: Yeah, Leonard Nimoy's in it too, right?
0: Yeah,
1: he's
0: a he's a doctor. No, a psychologist. Psychologist. Well, a I was going to yeah, say he's he's the scholar. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>, he's <laughs> the scholar. It has a uh, Donald. Sutherland yeah it's a good movie and there's also a scene where you know you kind of get a dog and a human mixed up that's about as much as I'll say all right Ariel what's right. your next all right
1: so my next one is Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger so this one is my slasher I had to pick one uh I do actually like this movie I like it a lot I think it's very um kind of creepy the fact that he haunts your dreams and he can kill you in your sleep and just the parts like the jump scares where he comes out and he's very pervy and creepy with these one-liners and <laughs> just really yeah. really like this <laughs> film he's, uh, he's
0: definitely a smart ass
1: yes yeah he is yeah and uh this also has uh johnny depp in it right
2: a young johnny depp
1: right? very young johnny depp i don't know if this was his first film it might have been but i think it may be right after 21 jump street but Um, Yeah, this movie is great. Uh, Very creepy. And you never know when he's going to come out of objects. And you don't really quite know when people are asleep or not. So it's kind of like an inception, you know, a dream within a dream kind of thing. Um, So,
2: Did you see the movie as a kid?
1: I wouldn't say kid. (laughs) I saw it as a teenager. I didn't really get into horror until I was probably like 13 or 14, uh, which most people would consider a kid still. So. I saw it when I was probably 15. I want to say.
2: Okay, because it was like this was like the only horror film my parents like refused to let me watch because of I think the whole you know he was after the kids sexuality. Yeah, I could watch yeah. anything else, but that was the one or Halloween costume. I was like a no, <laughs> no go. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just want to burn my face, mom, it's for one night.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Did you watch the remake? Or
0: mm-hmm.
2: they read? Yeah, think, was it a reboot or a remake? Did you like it? Yeah,
1: I thought it was okay. A, a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was it was fine.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of open to reinterpretation, so I'm not as. Well, they kind of went into his backstory re- more movie. too. Yeah. But
1: I don't. I don't really know if they did it justice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, my next pick is The Shining from 1980.
1: Oh my god, that's my same one in the same order. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Really? We got a match. Yeah, I get a gold star. Two gold stars. And uh, This film is preserved in the National Film Registry, so I think it's pretty important.
1: I would say to, it is pretty important.
0: Uh, to describe this movie, how would you describe it, Ariel, uh, since you had the same pick? I'll make mm-hmm. the pick and you do why.
1: I would say um, this is like one of those like films that just plays like a nightmare the whole time. And your dad slowly becomes more and more abusive and things are just happening that you can't really explain. And you're in isolation and the middle of nowhere. And I don't know, it's just a descent into madness. I would want to describe it as, and this is one of those films again, you could probably watch it four times and still miss stuff because Kubrick is so methodical and meticulous that uh, he does like what like 30 takes just to get the scene right and yeah. um, you could probably yeah. make like four other movies with all the takes that he had for this film and it's so good <laughs> that Shelley Duvall stopped acting <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: she's like I'm out peace
1: she so yeah, she did she Popeye before this terribly. movie huh
0: she did Popeye before she did this movie uh
1: no I think Popeye oh, yeah, was after and low. then she quit acting
2: oh okay
1: I think she was trying to bounce back with that. Because I think Popeye mm-hmm. came out in the early 90s.
2: Oh yeah, 90s. Robin Williams, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, That's, The Shining uh... will make you creep out.
1: Yeah, this movie is really creepy. And there's like a lot of tropes in it.
2: I think Stephen King got mad. He didn't like the, the, way, the film. He, he did not like with the anything Kubrick. that people do. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> I was reading early. He said it was a good film. But it was a bad adaptation.
2: I think there's a, there's like a documentary on the movie that the hitting meaning behind it and like there's some big thing with uh i, I want to say kubrick thought with the native americans
1: yeah i think basically it's called how they room
2: 408 yep I, yep i believe correct
1: yeah um yeah it was like the genocide of native americans and all that um with the <laughs> with the tomato cans that say calluate
2: okay i baker yeah there's um yeah yeah where baking they're all powder
1: crazy. yep mm-hmm.
2: it's like wow yeah there's I like a that. lot
1: of little Easter eggs in there well not Easter eggs but they're just like little uh, things that have meaning you know to a deeper meaning again that's like Kubrick style but I don't I don't know if he actually did intend to do like the Native American thing or if that was just uh, maybe another interpretation
0: well all right well we're moving on so I guess we'll go with Azrael's pick all right uh, this one
2: is a another Wes Craven film the people under the stairs nineteen ninety
0: one
1: very good I like it's your list. Uh,
0: yeah. it's probably been since nineteen ninety one since, <laughs> since you've it. seen it yeah I'd have to rewatch it. I think it's got a, i mean creepy I think with the whole
2: you know the brother and sister thing with you know they got that stepdaughter and uh I don't know, I think it's a really good film though interesting it's different
1: I had really to put that
2: on the list to creepiness repeat. and you get kind of like I always thought there were zombies uh you know the people that are living under the basement when I first seen it.
1: I think we should just take Azrael's list, and that'll be like our new projection. <laughs> we'll just do those. Movies. Yeah,
2: Azrael's month,
1: and this month is Azrael's list.
2: <laughs> Azrael's picks. All have right. I? Or have you seen it, Ariel, or?
1: I did see it a long, long time ago. Oh, okay. but uh, I haven't seen it recently. It's been like more than fifteen years that I've seen it.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. All right. This might uh, surprise you, but my number eight pick is from nineteen ninety-six, and it is. It is the movie Scream, Ghostface. I picked it because the movie is very self-aware and they explain horror movies when they're in a horror movie, especially the scene where he's going to get a beard and he's like, I'll be right back. But he survived the movie, so there's hope. All right.
1: Uh, So my next movie on my list is uh, obviously The Thing. has to be on there somewhere. Um, uh, Just because it's my favorite movie. And it was my first film that got me into horror. And it was because it scared the literal pants off me. I was so (laughs) scared of this movie when it came out. And uh, I I had legitimate nightmares at 14 years old and couldn't sleep in my bed, like by myself. So I slept in the living room. And uh, to this day, it still scares me. There's something about taking a human corpse and turning it into a crab monster and having it walk around, <laughs> it's just very, very good John Carpenter effect. And um, yeah, I mean, practical effects too. Um, so just imagining that these, these robotic uh, practical effects actually existed or could still exist technically somewhere in someone's storage unit is terrifying to me. But um, <clears throat> it is a remake um, of an older movie. But uh, definitely amped up on the creepiness, and it's a it's an alien life form virus that uh, assumes the host, or I'm sorry, it assumes the yeah the host that um, it infects, and then it becomes sort of like this: who is infected, who isn't, because they look like normal people, but when you turn your back, they turn into this really like their rib cage opens up and there's like this tentacle monster. That's like very HP Lovecraft, like, you know, out to kill you and infect you. And so it, it wants to infect more and more people, but um, everyone looks normal. And so uh, it, it's got a lot of suspense and it's very creepy. So at, at any moment, one of these normal looking people can turn into the thing and attack you. So
0: Ian, if you want to know more, we have reviewed this movie.
2: Oh, nice!
0: And yeah, it was like the last last review of uh, the first season, um, but we might revisit it later on down the road since get two new new opinions on it. I can't speak tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Alrighty. I
1: can't either. I'm getting my my merds fixed up.
0: All right, Azriel, your turn. All right.
2: Um, next pick would be Blair Witch Project, 1999. I was this one. Um, I think this is the same thing that kind of scared me only because at that time it was, you know, the internet wasn't, you know, now as information, but how they were kind of putting, putting it out as uh, it was the found footage. I don't think this was like the first found footage movie, but I think it kind of defines that genre of horror films. But um, I think it was unique. And the people that they had doing that with the camcorders and a lot of the stuff they really didn't know, some of the stuff that was going to happen to them. They just kind of had, like, a basic script, and I think a lot of the stuff, how they ad-libbed, was done really well. I think a lot of movies try to copy it years later, but I think this is, like, the best one of, you know, found footage horrors.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed the movie, too, um, when it first came out. It's a a good movie to watch. Probably couldn't make it now because, you know, you get sued throwing three kids out in the woods and scaring the shit out of them.
2: Right. But I, like at that time, I remember like in school, everyone was saying, you know, it's it's supposed to be a true story. Yeah. The, the legend, I think, because they, they put it out before the movie came out. They had a, a website talking about it was a fake website talking about the legend of the Blair Witch to add, you know, a little more validity to the movie.
0: And then they didn't they uh, have the actors not do interviews or anything after the movie for a certain amount of time?
2: Yeah, they kind of wanted to go into hiding. Yeah. Which there is another horror film, I think. I don't know if it's cannibal. Holocaust or something like that, where they go to Africa and similar. I think found footage, and they paid you know the actors to go into hiding. But I think in France or Italy, they thought it actually happened, and like they arrested them. So the director had to like scramble to get these people to come out of hiding to say, you know, this is just a movie. (laughs) And that was like in the seventies
0: or eighties. Don't arrest me for making a snuff film. Right, it's not. It's just a movie.
1: Yeah, for the Blair Witch Project, they actually had like missing posters of the actors to like kind of garner more because it was a flop when it came out right and then it kind of got some footing with the whole internet and this whole like this whole uh belief that these um actors actually went missing in the woods and then it started to become and they had like a re-release and it it was a hit
2: yeah i believe so yeah i think was yeah. like considered one of the most successful independent films
1: yeah But not the first found footage. There was one, I think, two years before it. It was kind of not super similar to the storyline, but kind of similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was called the the last broadcast.
0: Oh, last broadcast. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's
1: very similar to the Blair Witch Project, where it's like very low budget, and they're in the forest, and they go missing, and there's like this whole speculation. It's a it's a mockumentary style found footage. Oh, so it's like one of those investigative kind of documentaries where they go and they find all this footage and they try to figure out like what happened to these people. And then at night you hear like screaming and people getting dragged around and, you know, killed. And it's it's very unsettling, kind of like the Blair Witch Project.
2: OK, I have to check it out. Oh, they were looking for the Jersey Devil. That's what they were in the woods doing.
1: Yeah. And I think in the Blair Witch that's based on the the Bell Witch. Yep. The Bell Witch. OK.
0: All right. I guess it's my turn, right? Yes. This will be my last pick since me and Ariel had a match with Cabin in the Woods. This is from 2005 and the movie is The Descent. And it's been called the scariest movie of the 2010s, scariest horror, horror movie of the 2010s. It's about a group of that. women who get together, who get together after one of them has a car accident and they go spelunking. And the movie's exciting, it's creepy, builds a lot of tension, it's dark, both as in dark, but mentally too. And the ending, they have two endings. The one has an ending you would expect from a horror movie, and the other one is one you wouldn't expect, but it's much better, I believe.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've seen both endings. I think I've only seen one. Did
0: you see the one where...
1: You're going to spoil the ending? No. (laughs) Why don't you spoil the worst but, yeah, ending, so, and I'll tell you if I've seen it.
0: The worst endings, they don't They don't show. They just stop it when she finally gets away, and the truck drives by her in the semi.
1: Oh, no, I've seen the better version.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So The Descent 2005, we reviewed this in the podcast before, and it was the first time I ever watched the movie, and the movie was so good to me. I liked it so much. It wasn't even my pick. But when we got to the end of the movie i started talking about it like it was my pick because i thought it was my pick because it was so good It was it's kind of funny
1: did you give it a 10 out of 10
0: you know what i don't i haven't get i don't think i've given anything a 10 out of 10
1: maybe oh wow
0: i might have but no i probably gave it like a nine definitely it's definitely a nine or like yeah that
1: movie's a- creepy for uh different reasons, various reasons yeah. <laughs> i I don't like it because i I kind of get claustrophobia a little bit like that that oh, is yeah. very unsettling to me, you
0: get stuck, so yeah, a nine, but I could do like Azrael, I give it an azriel radium like nine point eight seven six two you know
2: <laughs> carry the decimal,
0: yeah,
1: all right yeah, well, my next movie on my list is a nine point nine eight two uh and that movie is <laughs> alien. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. I had to get some aliens in there. Um, I just fucking love this movie. It's so good. Sigourney Weaver is great. Mm -hmm. Um, The aliens are just the xenomorphs. They're so cool looking. I mean, for the time that this movie came out, it was wild, right? And even now, like, they, they just look so cool. They're how I would imagine aliens to look like on another planet, you know, where it's kind of like half mechanical, half you know biological and the the spitting acid thing is terrifying and you know uh, you know androids and humanoids like turning their backs on you and just all this stuff <laughs> that goes on in the film is just so good and to have like a lead female protagonist in a horror film that drives the plot forward in so many complex ways is just such a good representation of not even just the fact that it's a female character but her character you know without gender is just amazing
0: i agree yeah they um, kind of made like her like maybe. an
1: androgynous character almost
0: yeah All right. that's a good pick another one another good pick ariel
1: yeah definitely
2: what was the android's name i just like that scene when he gets when he get ripped open well like the I white stuff's was... coming out of him i can't remember his name now because he attacks the goryna reva in the first one
1: yeah i can't i can't remember is it david
2: it might be david I just thought that was creepy, the way that the fluid was coming out of them.
1: Yeah, because they did a remake, and I don't know if they changed the android's name.
2: Oh. Well, there's a prequel on it, right? The Prometheus?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's very uh, similar. Mm, it's Ash. Ash, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the same character name in Prometheus.
0: All right. Azrael, would you like to give us your pick?
2: All right. Uh, next pick would be Poltergeist. 1982 uh, I think it's yeah, You get the family they uh, basically their house is built on a Indian burial ground uh, I think it's one of the to me like one of the best demon evil spirit type thing you know movies um, a lot of cool scenes like um, you know the creepy thing with the, the little clown the kid the little boy has in his room and the way it attacks him and uh, you get the vortex um, I don't I think it's one of the best at the top of this genre
0: and you got what? Craig T. Nelson yeah <laughs> Coach. coach yeah, yeah. <laughs> um isn't that one of the films that's considered cursed
2: yeah i think like a lot of weird stuff happened and the main actress she had the little girl the daughter had like some weird rare maybe like a kidney disease
1: yeah i thought it was like a blood disorder or kidney failure disease but i think like yeah. a couple people that were part of the set died too mm-hmm. somebody died of a car accident yeah, i believe so.
2: yeah, yeah. i know a bunch of stuff happened
0: That'd be a good one to do, discuss all that stuff. I think uh, this podcast is building on a new podcast that we're gonna do. <laughs>
1: yeah, I really like this film too, because it it plays on a different type of supernatural. It's very strange. I don't think that there are many horror films out there that portray uh the paranormal this way.
2: No, I don't think so. I really like and then you know it has like one of the like a memorable quote with uh, you know, the little girl saying they're here. Mm-hmm. And then the little spirits kind <laughs> of the, come on the TV. static.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I used
0: to do that when I was little. Try to scare my parents.
1: Oh, I'm sure your parents loved it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because we got it.
1: Were you all. also stacking the chairs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. All right. Well, it's my turn. And me and Ariel have matched up on my number 10 movie. Like I said, it was Cabin in the Woods. But I will give you Honorable one mention. of my personal. Yeah. Honorable mention. One of my personal favorite movies that I love. You probably watch it and probably hate it, but I love it. I love the soundtrack. It is from 1986. And the movie is Trick or Treat. Trick or Trick. I love
1: that movie. That's such a good one.
0: It has a cameo from Ozzy Osbourne. He plays a, a preacher, you know, cursing that devil music. Gene Simmons is a DJ. And basically it's a rock star who comes back from the dead and goes back to his high school. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Yeah, this movie has been covered and it's actually, um, we did a replay of it too when we were on break one time. So yeah, you you can find it on the podcast if you want to hear that.
2: Was this one remade too?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
2: Okay. I think there's another movie, newer one. Yeah. There's one.
0: See, this one's called trick or treat. And Uh there's one called trick or treat. Uh, I, I thought them. you were talking
1: about Trick or Treat. Okay, I little... take back what I said the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one has a little alien detail. Once you started talking around.
1: about Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons, I was like, I don't think we're talking about the same movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, I did, just to
0: see see if you knew that. <laughs> yeah, Trick or Treat's good too. Um, little Sam running around making sure you do the Halloween traditions. I think that's what I call him, right, Sam? Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Ariel?
1: Yes. Um, hmm. Yeah, this one's also a little hardcore, I would say in terms of horror. Um, but if, if you want to go into horror as a newbie and get scared, then this movie is definitely going to scare you. Um, so I picked Sinister to be like a paranormal kind of evil curse kind of movie. And this movie is very unsettling because it's like one of those it's not a uh, found footage, but it is about a character who finds footage and reviews it. And it's about this haunted house that this family, like multiple families live in and they just become like murderous and suicidal in different ways. And the, you know, Ethan Hawke is in it and he does a phenomenal job. And this movie is very unsettling to watch. But I think that as an introduction to horror, it kind of sets the bar pretty high.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have a fun fact about this movie. I guess you can call it. If you can have fun facts in a horror podcast. Um, It's actually a real house. It's based on real events, quotes. And you can visit the house and tour it. Does it have
1: the tree? Um,
0: They usually don't let you walk around the ground. So I I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. though.
2: It's a Kentucky, right? Or... That's a good question,
0: too. (laughs) Oh,
2: okay. I thought it was. But, yeah, the family, they were all hung right in the
0: movie. Yeah. Don't give it away. Oh. Maybe. Maybe not. You have to watch it. Um, (laughs) There's two YouTubers who uh, spent a week there, and they kind of did their little YouTube thing. I watched that. It was pretty cool. They They all killed each other. Yeah. They actually contact the spirits in the house and ask them questions and all that fun stuff.
2: Oh, wow. They use a Ouija board?
0: No, they just, they're like, oh, he's in the corner. Are you here? And he, you know, type of thing.
1: I'm out. (laughs) I'd (laughs) be out of there so fast. I'd be like, and that's my cue. Goodbye. (laughs) It was good hanging out with you guys.
0: (laughs) One of the guys freaked out and he's like, I'm not spending the night here. (laughs) It's like, I wouldn't either, buddy. I'd get my I shirt think it would be
1: hilarious me. if you went to like a notorious haunted house and instead of using a Ouija board, you guys just played like Monopoly or something.
2: <laughs> Your move,
0: yeah, right. he always wants to be the car <laughs> entity.
1: The little pieces are like moving on the board. It's like, God <laughs> damn it, it's taking up all the railroads.
0: You find hidden money in the couch. Come on, now, stop cheating. All right, Azrael.
2: All right, uh, next pick for me would be. Army of Darkness, uh, 1992. Ash. Yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Uh, we had, you know, guy goes transported back in time, middle ages, and uh, he's trying to get back home. I mean, it's, uh, I guess there is some comedic, a lot of comedic value in it, but.
1: Especially um, the part when, like, the skeleton hands come out of the ground and they're, like, poking him in the, eyes, the eyes. And yeah. he does, like, that little... <laughs> so this I would consider this a kids movie like I watched this as a kid and I loved it
2: I could see that. yeah I think as a kid there was only a couple scenes that maybe creeped me out but uh yeah it, yeah it, my kids watched it
1: this is the movie that you let your kids watch because they're not old enough to watch Evil Dead yet
2: <laughs> right which yeah Evil Dead I think was a little more unsettling than oh yeah series. for
1: sure a woman gets yeah. raped by a tree Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. well in every Evil Dead movie that happens so yeah.
0: And ashes but
1: not an army of darkness
0: <laughs> ashes is pretty much a smart ass tease. So
1: yeah right. i love ash
0: i uh, really liked the series that was yeah it's a yeah that i started movie. watching I it it's yeah. it really good yeah,
1: it
2: was it had, in four seasons
0: it Had zena the warrior princess on it yep i all think right.
2: uh there's a new one that came out right? another movie
0: yes in um, evil evil camera, what it's called yeah yep. even, yeah I watched it. That one's really good. Yeah, really, I like really it. Good. Yeah, it's really good mm-hmm. for yeah bringing all that back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Yeah, because he's done playing. I think the character, poor Bruce, he wants. To I was really Bruce.
1: hoping that he was going to be like their dad <laughs> and like come in. That would have been cool <laughs> to save the day. I was like, oh come on, let's get Grandpa Bruce up in here, <laughs> even if it was like a cameo where he's like talking to them on the phone. You know, I w- I just really wanted those to be his daughters because they were just so badass. You know, like. Yeah. One's a guitar technician. The other one's a tattoo artist. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, that would be his kids. Yeah.
0: He could have been uh, delivering the pizza.
1: Somebody order a pizza? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, it does tons of cameos. He did, have a,
1: he did have a cameo in the movie, though. He played the voice of um, one of the on the tape recordings.
2: Oh, see, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so they they find these like old, I don't know if it's, I think it's vinyl records. And uh, it has a recording on it, and it was Ash from, like, what, the 1800s, late 1800s. And they're doing, like, this incantation, and you can hear Ash's voice in the background, and he's talking about, like, I don't think we should be doing this.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I missed that. So it was because, you know, because of Army of Darkness, he was able to travel back in time. It was, like, another time that he traveled to, and he was trying to warn people about the incantation.
0: See that's why he couldn't be on the movie because he was traveling.
1: Ah, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or doing another show in Vegas. Great. <laughs> right.
0: All right. Well, I am out of picks, but I will do one more since we're on the we were on the subject of showing kids a horror movie. The first horror movie I showed my kids was Freddy vs. Jason because it's pretty much them two just fighting the whole movie. It's mm-hmm. not really scary, so.
1: It's like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got a rocking
0: soundtrack, you know, and it's not scary, and so I recommend it if you want to get.
1: Can I end with a kids' movie that almost made my list? Yes, definitely. Okay, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It is a horror oh, film, nice. and I love that movie.
0: Yeah,
2: it's my kid's favorite.
0: All right, um, Azrael, you got anything left?
2: Ah, uh, I I'll tell you what. The first movie horror movie that I let my youngest or my oldest now watch was. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, 1978.
1: Oh, nice. Did they like it? Oh, yeah. He
2: liked it a lot. Um,
1: that's cool. That's the one where they're in the mall, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah that's mall. a good one. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great zombie film, too. But
0: All right. Well, there you go. Those are our picks for horror movies for a new fan to watch and check out. If you have your own list, you can let us know. Or any movies that you would add to the list, you can let us know at stories to this member at gmail.com. You can um, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search so- stories to this member. And you can always text us at 817 405 one We'll read those. And we've had, we have done many a time user requested movies. So don't be shy. Just, Send us something. We'll probably do it. Give you some credit.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I would love to get suggestions.
0: It'll be fun. Because like, uh, Azrael came up with a lot of great movies that I've never even heard of. So maybe.
1: Yeah, I feel like we need to do Basket Case.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's definitely worth watching. But
1: maybe we need like a Mutation March or something. Like just Ooh. all mutation movies for March. You just named it.
0: <laughs> mutation March. We're going to have shirts. If you got a movie you think will stump us or we've never seen, go ahead and let us know. it would be, it'd be a lot of fun for all of us to uh, share something that you like to all our, our listeners.
1: All right. And uh, what are we doing next time?
0: We are getting back on track and doing haunted towns, horror towns, movies. And we are doing The Village, which is, Ariel, which is Ariel's Woo-hoo. pick. Yeah. Nice. And it's like an all-star cast. You wouldn't be able to make that movie today. It'd cost you too damn much to pay for it, buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. For the, all the people that, <laughs> what they charge now? Shoot. Yeah. You got to have that Wes Anderson money.
0: <laughs> all right. I think we're done. Rem- remember to do your cardio so you can stay away from the zombies and always double tap.
1: <laughs> and if you can get away, just meet us back at the Winchester.
0: <laughs> for a pint. We'll just let it all blow over. Thank you for listening to the Stories to This Member podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at stories to this Member. The music for Stories to This Member is provided by Windfeather. Can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye.